We are live. We are live. It's 20 hours. Hi. <laughs> the computer is always nice to remind us of what it is. <laughs> yes. What's up, everybody? This is Gratitude Unfiltered. Welcome to the show. Hi, Jennifer. Hi, Joshua. This is my wife, yes. a.k.a. my better half. Yes. It's good to see you again. Yes, so grateful for a beautiful, you know, Wednesday evening getting into the Thanksgiving holiday. Can be happier. It is. What are, what are you grateful for today? Mm, I'm grateful for you and Coco and just having a nice place and pursuing our dreams and figuring out as we go every day. I like that. That's yeah. good. Um, I'm grateful. I had a lazy day today. Mm -hmm. I had a creative day, but a lazy day. And I kind of needed it. Yeah. So, and I'm happy and thankful to be able to come on here and do this show. It's, as you guys know, it's my favorite thing in the world to do. Mm -hmm. um, but we were playing around earlier today. We were on the balcony and I want to show you guys something really quick. Oh my gosh. So here, this is what I have to do. Okay, I'm going to show you guys really quick. And so radio audience, you won't be able to see this, but you can go to facebook.com slash gratitude unfiltered and see it so here we go hey everybody this is joshua that's jennifer she's not paying attention but this is the intro video to gratitude unfiltered i'm paying attention now i was just looking at the beautiful view this is the intro just to show her what the intro looks like on be live okay all right so i'm going to show this Welcome, Welcome to, to Gratitude, Gratitude Unfiltered. I may have to rethink bringing her back to the show with that craziness. Yeah. Please delete that. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. So that was our intro for the show today. Um, let me drop this out of the screen. So that was kind of fun. We enjoyed yeah. doing that. Yeah. You are you are a circus sometimes. You know this. <laughs> like everyone um, thinks I'm the crazy one. Well, honey, I love. The more you. we hang out, the more we are like, yes, we are so similar in our sense of humor. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So here's the deal. Um, that was the intro. I want to give a shout out to iHeartRadio. Stitcher, iTunes, and Spotify, of course, Facebook Live. Thank you guys for the support. Uh, Rebecca, I see you. Who else is there? Um, Cinnamon, always good to see you. Brad French, always good to see you, my friend. Um, we are really, really thankful to be here. We're thankful to the podcast audience and, of course, Facebook, where you guys can go to that are listening on the radio. Uh, just go to facebook.com slash gratitudeunfiltered, and you can check us out. And I also want to give a shout-out, and I forgot. I was We were going to go on Instagram TV, and I forgot to record. Anyway. Um, also, I want to give a shout out to Deliver Capital. Thank you for sponsoring the show. Uh, so if any of you guys are looking for a business loan of any sorts, uh, these guys get you money pretty quick and it's actually kind of amazing. Mm -hmm. They're helping a few people I know. So th thank you for the support of the show. Um, we have a great guest tonight. Yes, we do. You want to say who it is? No, I'll let you do it. Did you forget that it's Rocio? <laughs> Rocio Perez. Uh, this yeah. is, I, from what I understand, she's an amazing story, and you know my habit yeah. of not looking into people before I interview them, hence why we get some chaos from time to time. Um, that said, I that's my preferred interview style, and you typically do some preparing. Yeah, I like to know who we're talking to. Right. Yeah. And how much preparing did you do? 
Yeah, I mean, I read through her bio and I got an understanding of um, what she does, but I'm looking to get to know her as a person too. And, you know, have you asked some of your questions that just come out that really get people open up? So I'm excited. I don't have anything really too planned. Yeah. So she created a company called, what is it? I'm going to read this on, hold on. I'm going to read yeah, that. I'm going to read this correctly. Great. She's the executive leader with more than 20 years providing relevant insight to private, public, and nonprofit organizations. Mm -hmm. Her work inspires leadership to create authentic impact through fully engaging organizations, internal and external stakeholders. Man, she may be over my head. Rosie, or no, Rocio Perez created Inventive Consulting to collaborate with organizations committed to working through the process needed to align culture, brand, and leadership. So I'm not going to read her whole bio, but she's well accomplished. And I'm really interested to knowing. Yeah, she has two MBAs, a business and a marketing. I. Yeah. And she has her own system, her own consulting business, and she's created her own type of consulting business i believe so no it's what i'm yeah, saying like yeah. i want to understand like she's doing some pretty powerful work yeah. and i would imagine i want to know what's ticking behind it though because that kind of genius to me comes out of something crazy happening like mm -hmm. i don't really believe that geniuses are born i just think that they no let me rephrase that I think geniuses are born, but there's something that happens in their life that causes this dramatic shift in the way that you see the world and how things connect. Yes. So I think that this superpower that she has, because I'm 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 just looking at this with for what this is, she's kind of a genius. Well. So yeah. let's find out, let's find out what let's the heck is going on. on. Yeah, let's so, introduce her. Ros Rocio Perez, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Everyone stand up and give her a clap. Ooh. Hi Emily, good to see you. What's up? Hi, Mary Sterling. Good to see you. Yes, uh, see you. welcome. How are you? I am fantastic. What a pleasure to meet you and be here live on your show. Well, I, we are thankful that you're here. Uh, first things first, what are you grateful for this season of your life? Being present. Every mm. moment. Every moment counts. It's mm, nice. Sharing a meal counts. Just the presence of being present. Ooh, I think beautiful. I think you really mean that. That too. feels good. I, do. I mean that. So that feels really good. So the question is, the question is, how did you get to that place? Because when someone's grateful for presence, that means that they don't really. They've spent most of their life not being present, and escaping, and running, and and and, and hiding. So. For you to be grateful for that, how did you get to that point? I'd say my entire life was on the run. You're right, Josh. My entire life from being a little girl and growing up in one of the most adverse places of my life, extreme poverty, extreme abuse, mm -hmm. extreme everything, that I, the only thing that I could see was possibility and opportunity, and that had to live in my head. Right? That had to live in imagination, imagining a better beginning, a better world, a great place to be. By the time I was five, I was selling coffee down the street to the junkyard down the street. Right? Wow. So if there weren't any lemons, don't even worry about the lemons. It was the coffee that I was selling. It was those opportunities that I started seeing for myself my entire life. Wow. Or living like gypsies, moving from point A to point B. By the time I was 12, I took my life into my own hands and said, enough, 
is enough. And I started to create my own opportunities. I left home at the age of 12, lived with my grandparents. Life wasn't that much better. It was better. It just wasn't like exemplar. It wasn't something that I want to write home about, you know, getting into alcohol, getting into things that 12 year olds should never get into. Mm-hmm. By the time I was 14, I ran away again. What else? You said alcohol. What else? What else? It was like cigarettes. It was, it was the adults in my life that thought it was fun to get kids drunk and to get them smoking and to get them ditching and to get them doing whatever kids should not be doing at that age. So by the time I was 14 years of age, I was going to be returned to my parents. And I said, there's no way. There is no way. If they didn't kill me the first time, they will definitely kill me this time. Just for even running away and now showing up two years later. So fast forward, I ran away with my 22-year-old boyfriend. You would guess it. I was 14 years of age. He was 22. I run away with him. In common with that age. I can't even think about it looking back at my age. I can't even think about what that looks like. Based against those choices in life. So yeah. Now, right? I get to hear it. People ask me, Rocio, you know, it's like, hey, well, you ran away. I said, well, you have no idea what was in front of me. Wow. So to look at that, and you would guess it two weeks later, I was pregnant. Mm-hmm. You know, I always say I should have been playing with Barbies and not Ken, right? I made yeah. at a very young age, instead of having a quinceanera, I had a baby. Mm-hmm. Life was interesting. So it was always life on the run. It was, how do I, first of all, how do I survive? That was the number one instinct. Being faced death so many times and then coming here at that age, at the age of 15, it's like, how do I take this, this beautiful baby and give him the best opportunities in life? With the sixth grade education, I made it into college, right? I divorced my parents at 15 and life was, and being willing to do whatever it took. To me, it was, that was eight hours on a bus every day to make it to and from school. When you talk about going uphill in the snow, it was uphill ways, right? It wasn't just one way. It was give it all you have because there's nothing else. Yeah. My dream. My hey, dream. Where was this at? Where, where were you at at the time? Where were you living? Here in Colorado. Okay. So we're originally from Texas and we moved from point A to point B. Sometimes it was a drop of a hat. We're moving. It wasn't like the movers are coming. It's like, pick up your things. And it was whatever fit in the trunk of the car. Wow. We're always starting from zero. So I get that. You know, I see that in my life. I have that in my life too. (laughs) I have a gypsy spirit. Yeah. Now that you're fast, I know you're still telling your story, but. No, actually, finish telling your story because I want to ask this question. All right, all right. You're, you just stimulated my brainwaves, so like all of a sudden, I'm having this download of questions. All right. I interrupt you. Oh, every I'm five. looking forward to answering your questions. But tell so, the rest of your story, please. I'm sorry. That's okay. You know, fast forwarding from the age of 17, being in college to finally escaping 17 failed attempts, I finally escaped that relationship. And when I speak of escaping, it wasn't a choice. It was something that there's nothing worse than to have somebody make choices for you because you're not of age. Like my ex made choices for me. It's like not even your own family supports you. You're done. You know, you will never see this child again. I remember at one point, even after leaving at the age of 19, as my son is sleeping 15 feet away from us, he's holding a knife to, to my abdomen and saying, if you don't do as I say in court tomorrow, 
you or I will never see this child again. And for me, it was like, okay, hands up, I give up, right? You say that, I'm not going to fight for custody as long as I get to raise my son and be with my son. The rest doesn't matter. So from that point on, just continuing with life, and, and I found my way. And then I started leading the way. I was lost along the way, yet not so lost, because I could still see. I knew where I was going. I just didn't know how to get there. And as I was paving my own way, I had the privilege to lead a number of individuals, like thousands and thousands of individuals as I'm paving the way. I, would, I just found this the strength within me to say, I'll take you by the hand. I have no idea where you're going, but let me, I'm sure I could find the answer. Mm -hmm. And it was just that tenacity, that desire, that passion to, to go along the way. And that was the easy part. I would say that was the easy part of my life. There was a number of things that happened in between that, that really brought me to my knees, you know, situations with family and, and my family not believing in so many different things. My mom would ask me, go home, you know, go take care of your husband, go take care of your child. And I'm like, this is taking care of my child. This is creating a future. So that's how my life really evolved throughout the years. Fast forward throughout life. I wanted to teach my son the things that I never knew. So got myself through college. I helped so many people get through college as well, open up businesses. You know, there was one point in time where when I was in the midst of it in the beginning, I'm asking myself, you know, working 40 plus hours a week, going to school hours on end, attempting to figure it out. And I'm on a bus, like literally on a bus. And I remember one day, it's like, I couldn't even afford to buy a pair of shoelaces. I don't know if you know how that feels to have to make a choice between buying a gallon of milk and paying for a pair of shoelaces. And for me, it was a gallon of milk. It's like, I've got to get something to my son's stomach. And yeah. that's more important than, than his shoelaces. And let me tell you, that moment, just like, it still, it still touches me. It brought me to my knees and made me, made me even stronger to say, you know, never again. I will continue. I will move forward. I will make it happen. And in time, it did happen. I taught my son so many things. It's like, come on, you just keep on going. You just keep on moving forward. I don't know what it's like to give back and volunteer in the world, but you know what? I'm going to show you how to do that. I don't know how it is to run a political campaign and help, you know, as a volunteer, but let me teach you how to do that, son. Let's go teach you to stand up for what you believe in. Let me teach you, son, how, what it is to be in a place of love and joy and compassion and teach you how to think for yourself and teach you how to be out there. And soon enough, we arrived, you know, I, I did my dual MBA as I'm working 70 hours a week. I was traveling. I was a single mother. I remember the day that I wanted to go back to school and I had made a choice. I'm like, I made the choice not to go to law school because I knew the level of time and energy that would take away from him as he's growing up. And I waited until he was 14 years of age and I said, okay, fine, let's go after that MBA. And I remember coming home that day and I said, son, I have, I have a conversation. You know, we must have a conversation. I have something to tell you. And he's like, okay, mom, we're standing in the <laughs> I said, I want to go to college, right? I want to go after my MBA. And you know this. What does that look like? I said, they're giving me six years to complete this. I know I can do it in two. And we're having, we're going through it and looking at it. He goes, mom, what do you want to do? I said, I'm asking your permission. 
And he said, Mom, do what you know is best for you. Remember, he is 14 years old. And he's telling me, yes, go for it. Go after your dream. And I said, son, that means a lot of sacrifice. That means late nights. That means that there's a lot of things. I was working 70 hours a week. I was doing double, not full time. I was doing double time in my MBA studies and raising him, doing all these things. I, sometimes I'd be teaching class. I'm piloting programs, getting home at 3, 4 o'clock in the morning. 7 o'clock, we're on the way to school. And, and we made it. You know, there was a, a moment in time where we're sitting. He finally introduces his wife, who today is now his wife. It was his girlfriend back then. She was his girlfriend. And she came over one day and she said, wow, you know, look at what you guys have. And my son said, you know what? This wasn't given to us. This was a lot of hard work to go through it. I wanted him to know that he can do anything and everything in this world. I remember we would come on the weekends. We would go visit the home and we would pick up nails or go buy wood or whatever it needed in that time. We partook in that. And it was just a moment of joy to know that, hey, you know what? We're here. We arrived because we chose to be. And it was through a level of sacrifice. It was through a level of just being present. So that that was the first That's why you're grateful for being present. That is that is my gratitude. And then and then after honestly, Josh, after having arrived at the age of thirty-three, I was on top of the world. I had the house, the car, the kid, the business, the education, the everything. I thought I had it all. And then hours after I turned thirty-four. I literally ended up in the emergency room to only be diagnosed with a brain tumor less than 11 days later and figuring out what does life mean at this moment and beginning to live and living fully and authentically for myself, enjoying the journey. It wasn't no longer like, hey, I'm running from this. Now it's like, no, I'm right here. I'm in the midst of it. I'm in the eye of the storm Yeah. and the beauty of the storm and enjoying the weather that's coming before me. And that's that's how I live my life, you know, from coaching people since I was 19. I've been in management from the age of 17. At the age of 19, I was leading 160 to 200 people at a time. And today, to come back after that experience and say, you know what? I've been through hell and back. I know what it looks like. And let me show you. I did the hokey pokey. I like to say, I, I left to San Diego after that point to figure out, how do I take care of myself? How do I go discover who I am and finally start living for myself? It was doing the hokey pokey, but it wasn't like looking in the mirror because the mirror looked amazing. Like what I saw was picture perfect. Yet what was in the inside of me was a completely different thing. That moment where I had to open up my heart and discover and figuring out what is in here. You know, what are the things that I haven't healed that I must heal? What are the things that I haven't loved that I should love? What is this life experience and learning how to be present in the moment of whatever that moment took. So that's been my journey. And today I take individuals who come to Denver, who fly me to them wherever to connect with them, to help them through their journey. Because it's not a business problem. Let's be honest. Sometimes we have so much inside that we have an impact that actually impacts everything that we do. I'm, I have lightning shooting through me right now. Your 
It's been so inspiring. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's an amazing story. I I want to know. So we, you chose that is such that is an amazing. That's that's so amazing. But there's something that's sticking out to me that I want to ask. Um, where's it at? Where's it at? Where's that? You chose um, with the work that you do, culture, brand, and leadership. Why did you choose those three categories to specialize in? That's beautiful. So Inventiva was born out of that experience of not knowing how long I would have to live. And I would say, what would I do if this was the last moment of my life? Mm -hmm. I have no clue what it looked like. I have specialists telling me one thing, the other one's telling me another thing. I end up in San Diego and they're telling me a different thing. And I'm like, okay, well, I guess it is what it is, right? Whatever it looks like. So Inventiva came out of that passion to want to awaken others, not only myself, to live fully present. And I look at it as we take ourselves everywhere we go. How we do anything is how we do everything. That inside of us, sometimes we're not getting ahead in our businesses because things are happening, but they're actually happening on the inside. It's not about the time, the energy, the money, the resources, the education, the networks, the anything that we have that limits us. It is what is inside of us that limits us. And it is that ability to be able to be tuned in, tapped and turned on and connected to ourselves that allows us. So leadership, number one. Number two, being that alignment. So if a person's not aligned with themselves, it doesn't matter. You cannot align with an organization. So let's be frank with that. First, aligning person with individual, then aligning with organization, and then taking and giving them the tools and the resources that are important to market themselves. Because you can't have the best person with, with tacky, marketing and vice versa right so let's bring that together let's inspire people to come from love to love through love to love and in that fact to be passionate about what they're doing at every given point in time so that's been the reason why inventiva was born it was genesis it's an italian word it's the beginning of something new it is something it's the creation the excitement and it's been a beautiful journey it's had i've had my ups and downs and and brought it all about, and like I said, I continue to do the hokey pokey, and I just love watching people step into their greatness to invest in themselves. I, I love that. I, 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 if I was ever going to hire a coach, it would be you. I, I love your, you are. I hate in, in emotional intelligence. It's it's real popular to say that people are source. I hate that because I'm, I'm a believer. So, I mean, Jesus is my strength, right? Is how I look at it. Um, or a source through Jesus. Whatever the case, I'm not taking credit for that. <laughs> I'm not, I'm basically, I'm not, I'm saying I'm not source. But the point is that if anyone I've ever met is source, you are in. <laughs> like the power, the power that is radiating through this woman is, is impressive. Yes. Like I'm inspired by you. And I know that there's like a deeper level to this. Like, it's almost like you took what happened personal in a way where you like, I've got this and, and just ran and made it and made it happen. Like with nothing, with no resources, every freaking reason in the world to fail. You said, no, screw you. <laughs> and you've created something masterful and beautiful. I think it's incredible. It's been my life, you know, it's funny, as we sit here in this interview, I have the word the alchemist in front of me. Mm -hmm. 
And as I, I fall asleep to the words in my room that says, I've got this, right? So funny that you say that, mm -hmm. right? That's how I live my life. I've got this. And it's, and it's been that drive, that passion from within to say, you know what? No matter where I'm at to tap into effort, right? Tap into what's really new and, and real for me in my life to say anything and everything is possible. Yeah. That's how I, and, and I, I like to say that I sell vision. I sell confidence. I sell belief. Happen. Mm. I, nice. it's just, it's just fascinating to watch people. I've had the privilege to guide people with a third grade education in their own country. They didn't even speak English to be able to come in, learn English go through an educational curriculum at an institution of higher ed and get a federal credential in education. How is that possible, right? Mm -hmm. If you can hold them in, in the vision that you know is possible mm -hmm. and they can see themselves, then anything is possible. That's my journey. Do you know the vision that I want to sell people? Because I believe it to be the most true and profound thing about life is that the people that think that they were too bad and too evil, too this, too that, like whatever negative word you can think, I wanna sell people the vision that that gets to be the thing that brings them the greatest joy ever, is using all of that past stuff that hurt you and use it to bless other people, to teach right. people how to overcome, to show people what their superpower is, like that is the vision that I want to sell on people. And then of course you get to your basic fundamentals of just living, like your basic business advice or, but there's a lot of people out there that are striving for tremendous success, but they keep stubbing their toe and it's because they're not taking care of it. And you bring this up with alignment. They're not getting themselves centered and back into who they are, who they were created to be, which is honoring. Well, it's making good choices one and loving yourself and, and appreciating and taking time to, to heal when you need to mm -hmm. heal. And it, but people, but part of doing that is repentance. Part of doing that is surrendering. Part of doing that is forgiving and having compassion and getting people to believe that that is possible is exactly what I want to sell because I believe in it because I was that guy. And my whole mission is to teach, show people that there is a way out. Like, I just want to have a conversation with you for like the next 10 days, right? It's just so deep on that. I have an upcoming book titled Unapologetic. And that's exactly that. Talking about, I have nothing to apologize for. My life was my life, right? My experiences were my experiences. The choices that were before me, I always made the best choice, right? If you ever question someone, you may not know what it is that's in front of them. So it is definitely, where, where are you coming from? It doesn't matter. Take all of that because that is what has made us who we are today. Mm -hmm. I say that there's nothing different. I work with CEOs. I work with homeless people. I've been inside of prisons where I've spoken with prisoners, right? Mm -hmm. I get to go there in two weeks again. And here I am. There's nothing different between a CEO and a prisoner or mm -hmm. a homeless person. We all suffer from something or a combination thereof, from shame, anger resentment, blame, you know, whatever that may be, judgment within mm -hmm. that, 
And when that's unresolved, and when we're blaming ourselves for the choices that we made, or, or blaming ourselves because others blamed us, or judging ourselves thinking that other people are judging us, because sometimes we're triggered by our own triggers, right? <laughs> right? Like triggered by triggers. And I don't even know it. I, I get triggered. There's a difference, correct and continue. I get to correct, I get to continue, I get to move on, I get to forgive. The hardest thing that I ever had to do was forgive myself. The hardest thing that I had to do was right now would say that. That the yeah. hardest person to forgive yeah. is ourselves. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. The self-love in my experience has been the most difficult thing I've ever had to do to mm -hmm. love me. There was a point in time where I had people come to me and I'm on billboards, TV ads, television, whatever, radio. And people would say, Rocio, you have all of this. And I would say, that means nothing to me, right? Because what I wanted was something I couldn't have. What I wanted was my mother's love. What I wanted was so many different things that it wasn't destined for me in this world to have that. Had my mother been a tenth of mother that I wish she would have been, I wouldn't be half the woman that I am. And beauty of it it's like how do I connect with and just tap into that that self-love and start loving me and and taking myself through that journey of self-love of that ruthless empathy with myself mm -hmm. that's nice I that I've I've gotten to that place finally that I can say I'm grateful for my father and all of my experiences it's taken me so long to forgiveness was one thing, but forgetting to the point where it didn't physically affect me to talk about his hand on his throat or the abuse. Like I can talk about it. Like it doesn't affect me like it did before. Um, that said, because it's, I'm at a place where I can say, I'm so grateful that he did that. And even though it took me down a path, I wish I hadn't gone down knowing I'm still, I'm able to use it for good now makes it all worth it. And also my drive and my, the, the, the desire to never give up. Just always finding that little speck of hope out of nothing to, to allow me to get me to the next day. Yeah. I'm thankful for that, for sure. And we make something out of nothing, right? And we create those opportunities. You know, when I was growing up, I, I didn't stop to think about the abuse. One time, I did, right? Most of the time, I had to walk it out. I literally, Josh, there was a point in time that I, I contemplated suicide. I was five. And I thought about it, I was like, how could I end it all? Because it was so unbearable at that time. Something stopped me. Call it what you will. Something stopped me. It had, and, it, and it gave me, whatever that was, gave me that drive that vision as I'm standing in the bedroom one day and I'm looking up, I just had this download of, I'm going to become a teacher someday. Someday I'm going to be there. It's like, I'm going to inspire people. And I remember being left home alone and I'm walking around and my uncle would show up, my uncle Sergio, and he would say, what are you doing here? I'm like, well, I'm here. Where are your parents? I don't know. So I just like run around, my books are falling apart. And I would tell him, Uncle Sergio, someday I'm going to become a teacher and I'm going to inspire people. And just that drive, that energy to me, that's what has driven me towards it, to fulfill that. I would say that every time I'm not in front of people 
helping them tap into themselves because I truly believe that we all have it within us. And I'm not here to teach anyone anything. I'm here to help them rediscover themselves. And it's through that process that they get to tap into self again and realign with our purpose in this world. When we can see our enemies in their eyes and who used to be our enemies and look at them from a place of love and say, you know what? This person's amazing. Like I can see them from a place of compassion. I can turn around and I, I remember the day, Josh, that I'm sitting in front of my mother and I'm thinking about it and not seeing the opportunities. I remember the day that I'm doing my healing and I said, thank you, mom. Thank you for the abuse. Thank you for pushing me away. That is what you had to do because had you not done that, and I look at it from a very different perspective, had you not done that, I would have lived your life. I would be living your life. That taught me to have compassion for others. It taught me to have compassion for her. And it also taught me to have compassion for myself, most important. It really is the most important. It sounds so selfish, but honoring yourself, taking care of yourself, I think is the most important action that we can take for ourselves. I mean, I, again, a man of faith, and, and I mean, I put God first, but part of honoring God is honoring and taking care of yourself. Because if we don't take care of ourselves, there's nothing that we can do for others that's sustainable. I know that because when I was a piece of crap for 30 something years of my life, I still loved helping people. <laughs> like I'm still passionate about it. I genuinely loved going to volunteer. And I also like being a piece of crap too. And I was both. And whether what the intention was, like I don't know why that was, but I've always had a heart for other people. I've always under had this thing where I understood the people that were hurting the most. Part of the reason why I like freaking uh, massage girls and prostitutes, like I was friends with some because they they just got it. They understood and I could I could understand their pain. And in other people that were abused, it was like this thing. It's like you got it. You understood. You could actually feel what they felt like. And in it, like there was this love. Like to this day, I'm still identify. Like I don't even identify. I'm going off on a rant. Sorry. Um, I don't even identify with people that share my faith. 99% of the time. I don't know if that's true, but it's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't, I, 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 because I, we're not perfect. We're not supposed to be, we're, we're supposed to be trying these things out and figuring it out for ourselves. And we're trying to get comfortable of living in truth. And sometimes when you're not willing to do that, all the chaos that ensues from that, it's, it, it comes from this place of judgment. I'm still pissed off about the Bible study I went to, but that's a whole other thing. Uh, anyway, I'm sorry to go off on a rant, but I really am, like I'm, I'm passionate about this subject. Okay, I see that. Sorry. <laughs> I'm gonna stop my rant now. Um, Are you right. still there? Did we lose you? I'm here, I'm right here. <laughs> I would love if you could share. Thank you for sharing your story. It's so inspiring, honestly. It is yeah. inspiring. Um, I, I got feisty. Sorry. And I love, you know, being able to accept the things that we've gone through is something that have helped us get to the next place and not harboring any negative feelings or relationships and really learning to let go and forgive and 
And, um, you know, so I, I really love that. Is there, I was wondering if there's some type of tip or exercise you can do with us to kind of maybe help guide people, you know, like something that you do with some of your clients or something fun. Most definitely. One of the things that I love is forgiveness, right? Because <laughs> forgiveness is for ourselves. It is not even for the person, right? Because that individual may not even know what it is that you are upset about. That person's gone on with their life and nothing has meaning except the meaning that we've given it, right? The interpretation, how we took it in is a completely different animal. So one of the things that I love to do is writing. I love to write. Talk about what is that experience that really triggered you? What are the gifts? What was your responsibility? So what's the, what's the experience? What is your responsibility in that experience possibly? How yeah. can you forgive that person? So that next piece, how do you forgive that person for what happened to them? What mm -hmm. happened to you? How they treated you, whatever. How do you move on? What are the lessons in that, in that experience? Mm -hmm. And then taking those lessons and saying, what is my commitment? Had my mother been the perfect mother, I wouldn't have been the woman that I became. So asking that, so here's here I am saying, you know what, mom? Thank you. Thank you for teaching me, mom. <laughs> How to be this amazing, amazing mother. I learned how to be an amazing mother because I took the lesson. I could have looked at the bad things. I actually look at the good things and say, okay, so maybe mom wasn't a great mother. But how can I be a mother? You know, I remember sitting down with my son and teaching him how to spell words, and he was just like a newborn. And just that conversation, I just wish that. My mother sat down and read with me. I wish she sat down and had conversation with me. So I started to do all those things. Maybe I wouldn't have learned if she had just modeled it, right? Maybe I wouldn't have taken that gift from that. And then just forgiving her. and like, I'm so sorry for judging you, right? Please forgive me for the judgment that has been placed upon you, right? I've judged you for whatever you did. Hurt people hurt people. I just saw somebody's comment. That is so true. Yeah. Can't get gold out of something that's not gold, right? So if a person's hurt and they don't even know that they're hurt, they're only gonna, the only thing that they can do is hurt. And then when you can't see the lesson, I remember teaching my son when he was very young. I'd say, son, go to your room and tell me until you can come out and tell me what it is that happened. Why wasn't it? Why didn't it work out for you? And what would you do differently? Until you process those three things, then you could come out. And he got really good at it. Because I figured if he didn't understand the lesson, how many lessons I try to teach him, he needed yeah. to process the lesson. What would you do differently? If I can teach that to a four-year-old, imagine what we can do with a 40-year-old, right? When we can learn our own lesson, what would you do differently? What can you take away in the future? Yeah, yeah that's really good for them to go think about that and be able to tell you. That's beautiful, yeah. I know, but your point, with older people, do you find it more challenging because they may be more stubborn? You know, I think that the most important thing to know, the older we get, the more set in our ways, our program. We don't even know that we don't even know. That's a thing. We walk through our lives thinking that we're right, that we're righteous, that this is the way that it's supposed to be. And until we're willing to look in that mirror and forget about looking in the mirror, as I said, until we're able to open up our hearts, until we're willing to look and say, what part did I own in this? Why am I responsible for this, right? Why didn't this work in my life? 
and what what good can I take out of it? Because I could have been just like anyone else, right? I could have been the I could have been honestly in gangs and drugs in prison, six feet under, you name it. Yeah. A lot of the people that I know, you probably put them in the lineup right now, wouldn't even recognize them, right? That I've heard from about my past. But I made different choices. I chose to be different. And it was every day, it was one choice. You know, whether that choice was to make it to school so that I can become somebody, right? So that I can get an education and do something in life and go inspire people. That makes the difference. It's not the big choices that we make once in a while. It is the choice that every day that I get up in the morning while people are like, what do you mean you get up at 3.30, 4 o'clock in the morning? Well, guess what? My life is important. My body is important. Me meditating is important. Me taking care of my body and having those three or four hours to myself every morning are important. Yeah, that's, nice. that's what I was gonna. I was gonna ask you. What is your morning routine? Uh, my, I'm very, very selfish with myself, and I'll tell you, nice. you, mess, you mess with my morning routine, you are messy with me. Okay, I'm letting you know. <laughs> It's the first couple of hours of the day. It's two to three hours, sometimes four, depending on the day. Sometimes I just want to take my time with myself. I get up, I meditate, I drink water, I start exercising, I start rolling my body around to make sure that it starts moving. I go to the gym, I come home, take a nice shower, have a beautiful breakfast, and then I'm ready for the day, right? Until then, until... If I can't feed my, my soul, if I can't feed my body, if I can't take care of myself, I'm no good to anyone. I have nothing to give anyone. If I'm always ranting and raving and tired and whatever, I want to be in my most beautiful place that I've already taken care of myself. It's like that whole example of getting on the airplane and the oxygen mask goes off. Put it on. Like seriously, put it on because you have nothing to give anyone else. That is why we burn out. That's why we're depleted. That's why we're exhausted at the end of the day. That's why divorce happens. That's why so many different things happen in our life because we're not taking care of ourselves, right? And here we start blaming other people for the things that are going on in our life. What is my part? Have I been taking care of myself so that I can be the most present person for the people that I love that are here? I wake up every morning. I get to go visit my brother tomorrow. I I want to know what is the best aunt that I can be? How can I be with these beautiful young women, my nieces, and continue that tradition to teach them how to cook, to teach them how to engage, to teach them how to collaborate with each other? What are the lessons? How can I be the best sister ever? How can I be the best mother? Can I get to go to dinner at my son's house? He's married. He's the father. He has a beautiful three-and-a-half-year-old son. I'm a grandmother. How do I? Be that best grandmother that can show up intentional, living a life of passion and intention every moment, every step of the way. So if I can't feed me, if I can't take care of me, I can't give back. Everything is by intention. It doesn't happen because it happens. So beautiful. It's so important self-care. I resonate with you a lot on that. So it's just, you know, it makes me feel not as, not as um, guilty, I guess, because I sometimes feel guilty that, you know, I spend so much time on self-care, you know, but it's important. And I think as women, we need it more. We do need it more as women because we, we come from love and to love and through love. And we all do. But as women, we carry so much with us. 
and until we learn how to take care of ourselves, until we stop acting like men that we always have this, right? There's a moment that I have it all the time, and there's a moment that I must surrender and just be, right? Be in what, what if I align with the divine feminine? Does that count? Do I get extra self-care? You do get extra self-care. <laughs> I think everyone should have extra self-care, right? Yeah. Because imagine who gets grumpy let's be honest who gets grumpy the person who's completely aligned with themselves or a person that feels that they're missing that they're always giving that they have nothing for themselves right it's the person that has nothing for themselves give yourself that time like i said i don't want any phone calls two three hours give me three hours yeah give me even when i travel i'll walk for one or two hours in the morning i'll come jump in the hot tub get in the pool take a nice shower have my green drink and it's like i read something i listen to something it's like don't mess with that those hours because those hours are so important to me yeah and it's, it's I, really beautiful i actually think i have that long of a routine though too we do we both do oh my gosh we really my our morning routines can extend into hours <laughs> like, sometimes we get yeah we are till like 10 or 11, we start working because we drive together to Hollywood. He drops me off at the yoga place and he goes to the gym, you know, and then we come back and have our protein shakes and we've already been in the Bible and had our journaling time before that. We went to the gym. So and sometimes I come on and do a morning gratitude show yeah. and like, and it's just, it's, it's all day. It, but it's like so the first part of the day, it's all self-care. It's sacred. Yeah. I journal every morning. Yeah. Sit there, you know, it's so funny that we're sitting here because I'm I'm sitting here on a stack of cards that I was I was gonna flip through as as um, I was waiting for the podcast and just thinking about the positivity in my life, thinking about the beautiful things in my life. I have messages all over the place, you know, find joy in every day. So you know, someday is now the moment to connect with myself, with others, just showing from a place of love. Let's be honest. At the end of the day, all we have is each other. It is not about the money. It is not about the material things. It yeah. is not anything. Yes, money does buy happiness, but that's temporary. Happiness comes inside. It's all right here. We don't need somebody to give us anything. We can give it to ourselves. And unless we can give ourselves self-love, nobody can give us anything, right? We must love ourselves for ourselves. Nobody's here to be the center of our attention or give us the love. No, we must love ourselves. Because even if somebody tries to love us and we don't love ourselves, it doesn't work, right? Yeah, I know what that's like. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we've all been there. I've been there, you know. I teach the course. I'm a master at it, right? <laughs> <laughs> I teach the course on it. You know, with that logic, I would be the most perfect dating expert ever. I'm so good at, telling, at helping my friends navigate their relationships but until this one, and that just took a miracle from God, honestly, and, with us. In your course, do you teach um, singles or singles and couples or? All of the above. I work with singles. I work with couples. I work with, you know, team members. I mm -hmm. People come in and they just one person and then I work with husband and then I'll work with wife separately. Then I bring them together because there's things that sometimes we must heal certain things because we're only being triggered by our triggers. What are you looking at? Work with our partners unless we heal our things. Right. And yeah. then so because we're always reflecting in, at, at a subconscious level, we're blaming our partner for something that happened to us that somebody did 20 years ago. Right. Has nothing to do with your partner. Has everything to do with ourselves.
Hey, do you have a podcast yet? We're working on that. We're I was about to say, because you, yeah. you can carry a show, sister. I mean, seriously. Right. Yeah, you, uh, yeah, I think I see something really cool for you. Yeah. Right. Definitely the podcast is coming. It is hot. So, so I've had a radio show that we're bringing back online as well. We will be bringing all those. They'll be all trickling in in the next couple of weeks. They'll be coming in from now January. So how do we find your course? Well, you can definitely contact me directly. So my number is 303-587-8367. You can email me at rocio at the word invent, ivaconsulting.com. You can look at us at inventivaconsulting.com. You can look me up at uh, on LinkedIn, through Facebook. We're on Meetup. So if you're here locally, I teach classes on how to become an extraordinary speaker. Owning the stage has been my forte. Yeah, I could see that. <laughs> I think I've got that one, right? Yeah, I, you know, yeah. I, I, we're both working on our speaking. And I'm like, geez, I know I could learn a lot from you. Yeah. <laughs> so I love that. You know, we work with our clients. We, again, clients fly me all over or come into Denver so that they can get the one-on-one -on -one coaching as well. We're also launching Women in the Power of Connection. That is a program. That's a relaunch program. We're mm -hmm. relaunching our mo morning motivation program as well. We're also relaunching one of our marketing months. So there's a lot of things that I'm being called to come back into. As I had put them aside for a little bit, I said, I'm going to go back and, and start authoring some books. And right now, I feel like the universe is asking me for more. But see, you need to show up. There's so many people that need you, and you just need to show up. Training's my forte. Selling the vision's my forte. Holding that space. What is, um, oh shoot, what was I going to ask you? Dad gummit. Uh, I can't believe that I had a good question for her. Well, I want to know what you're doing for Thanksgiving. Well, he yeah, no, I want to ask you what your favorite charity is. Like, what is your, what, what cause? You can actually answer your question after mine, because I was first. All right, all right. Well, no, I'm just playing, I'm just playing. Uh, but what is your favorite cause to support? Because I, I, I would imagine you have a generous heart. So right now, I have my own nonprofit as well that we're launching, and that's the Inventiva Fund. So I created this fund for individuals. It's for children, families, and individuals. Coming from a place of adversity, I wish I would have had something like this. I wish I would have had a place to turn to. I wish somebody would have taught me the magic within me. I wish my family would have had it, that self-leadership, that auto-leadership, that intentional leadership, that awareness leadership that I talk about, and just bringing people together so that they can see the amazingness and their magic from within. So... To answer the question, the Inventiva Fund is my favorite charity. At this, I do support a number of charities as well. Uh, I'm into renewable, sustainable energy. I believe in creating opportunities for people. I, I believe in making this world a better place and leveraging our time, our energy, our money, our resources, our thoughts. I love it. Great. Are you, do you raise money for your nonprofit right now? I do. I do. We're in the process of raising money. So anyone want to donate? to sponsor somebody as a matter of fact yeah, I would like what double donations today for giving Tuesday or whatever. So really? are you going to double donations? Like, oh, nice. Yeah. They're doing something like that. I should know the deets, but yes. Yeah, so today's like, you, you know, giving, <laughs> yeah, you giving Tuesday. Yeah. You said deets. I love it. You just so, said, 
Okay, you said Deeds. Yeah, what's the name of, the, can they donate online on Facebook? The Inventiva Fund, and they, at this point they can contact me directly again at 303-587-8347, and we can definitely connect around that. Right. One of the things that I love for individuals who are interested in coaching, we coach one individual. So you can sponsor a child. You take one of our packages. It's a four-year coaching package. We each one teach one, right? So we come back and we give back. And as a result, we'll sponsor one individual for an entire year. A youth, you know, what an amazing thing. I've been in the places where I see youth who say, I was about to give up. You know what? If I can share a part of that passion, a part of that story, that light, that vision, that opportunity to come in and help them. You know, this is a team effort. This takes, doesn't only take a village, it takes the world, right? It takes all coming together to come from a place of love, joy, compassion, and an understanding that it is a responsibility that we all have to teach everyone and to hold them. I want to get Yeah, that's beautiful. And she gives back, that's amazing. That's great. I, I want to commend you for that because that's super cool. That's going above and beyond. And I I love that. We both really have a servant's heart, so we both appreciate people that have the same. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's terrific. I'm, I'm so grateful that you came on the show tonight. Um, you know, do you have any other questions? Yeah, I wanted my, my question answered. What are you doing for Thanksgiving? Oh, yeah. Well, for Thanksgiving, I get to go visit with my nieces and my brother. We get to be in family and community. And I just love that opportunity to be able to co-create and collaborate in that whole, in the magic of the intergenerational experience. Again, I take it very to heart that these are my nieces. This is the future. This is our future. I know my, my brother is very, very grateful for the impact that we've been able to have in our family and the kids. So important. Kids are number one in our family. Um, the other thing, my grandson, and it's just, it's so fascinating. I just can't tell you enough about him. He's like, grandma. And it's just like, we have this amazing experience together. Just <laughs> the co-creation of that experience. That's beautiful. To me, it's magic. And what are you doing for Thanksgiving? What are you two doing? We are having dinner with um, one of his friends, who's now my friend. Her name's Conchita. And we um, are staying on her guest house property in Beverly Hills. So fun. Live right next to us, her and her daughter, London. London's about, how old is London? I She acts like she's 18. I mean, she's very mature. I think she's about 10. But I think she's <laughs> or eight yeah. or seven. I don't know. Her maturity level is so high. I, I'm yeah. intimidated by her. So, yeah, they asked us. We're all having dinner here. and We're bringing the pies. And I guess she... You know, so we're, yeah, we're just going to enjoy. This is our first holiday together. So we just got married like two months ago. Congratulations. Thank, Thank you. you. So, yeah, we're just. And we've known each other for two months and a day. So. <laughs> I love it. Small exaggeration, really. It's actually pretty close to being accurate. Um, listen, it has been an absolute blessing. I um, I'd love to, uh, with respect of your time, uh, want to let you go, but I, I I know that there's more here to discuss. Yeah. Uh, we would love to have you back on at some point and, um, you know, just really appreciate what you're doing in the world. It's inspiring. And I think that, you know, whether regardless of how old you are, uh, I, I would recommend you as a coach because honestly, you're somebody that I would hire oh, as yes. a coach. And that all everyone I know is a coach, especially living in California. Everyone's a coach. <laughs> but 
I I would actually consider hiring you. Like I I, I love what you're all about, and I love what you're teaching, mm-hmm. and your expertise are to me cover in in life and business and love and everything. So kudos to you. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you so much. It's quite an honor and privilege. Thank you for having me on the show. Wonderful to meet both of you. And I'm really excited about our next opportunity to connect. I know it will be absolutely amazing. Yes, yes. It, it will. Whoa. Thank you again. Have a wonderful night and a happy, happy holidays. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy, happy holidays. Happy holidays, everyone. Cheers. Cheers. There you are. Okay. Happy holidays. Uh, good night. Thank you. Good night. Bye. Okay. Now I did it. All right, everybody. Listen. Yes. Thank you, Catherine. I appreciate that. Dale, good to see you guys. Are you guys sitting next to each other with your iPhones? Ah, uh, you're welcome. She was amazing, right? Um, Sasha, thanks for your story. I've never heard anything like that. I know, right? Yeah, that was truly, great. truly her inspiring. Her energy was electric. Just her presence. She was just, you know, you could just feel her radiating light. I want her to be to be a guest on the TV show. Mm-hmm. She's amazing. Plus, yeah. she's like international. Yeah. I mean, she's big time. So, but I think she's an appropriate guest. Mm-hmm. And she's got her own foundation coming. And she gives for every one that hires her to coach. Mm-hmm. She gives one. She gives one away. I love that. Who does that? I one, give one. I'm challenging you coaches out there for the new year to offer that as a special. Not to cut into her business because what she's doing is something is like a whole other level yeah. than anyone I've seen. But what I challenge you guys to do to give generously like that. Ooh. Anyway, listen, <laughs> I don't know how you feel about that, but that's amazing yeah, because there's a lot of there's a lot of um, after speaking at the how the power of we symposium and seeing all those kids mm-hmm. inner city kids in Chicago and thinking about the schools around the country that are really struggling mm-hmm. they don't have all the resources they're having to bus in for hours upon hours to just get to school and home safely like I'm I want I there's people there's kids like that that could use coaching mm-hmm. and what a way to give back by empowering the youth. That's a good idea. That's a good idea. You know what? We should do the same thing. <laughs> yeah. When we release I our program, we should I do that. that I, it's a great idea. Let's do it. I'm still, I hope she doesn't mind, um, but I think it's, it's, it's part of the I think she would be happy that we. Hold on. That. She's still here. I can see her. I'm going to ask her. Oh. No. Still here. You're still hanging out. I'm still hanging out. Okay. So wait a second. How do you feel about that? If everyone starts to get, buy one, get one. I would love it. I yep. would love it because that, that is one way to tap into like that beauty of, of giving and your heart and just watching people grow. I, I truly believe that when we're coaches, because that's what we were called to do, then that's where the fulfillment comes in through it, right? When we're really passionate about what we love, it is not about the money. At the end of the day, we're taken care of, right? We all live a good life. It's about giving back and it's about transforming the lives of people. So you know? do you 
train other trainers, coaches? I do. I train other trainers. Yeah. That interests me because, you know, I'm, I am interested in being a coach, you know, and, you know, I've, I've been thinking about taking training. You know, I know that I, I, it, it's, it's a good idea if you really want to help people, you know, um, you know, and be efficient at it. So um, I, I want to, I definitely want to connect with you. Most definitely. Oh, I'm excited about connecting with you. I'll yeah. connect you because I have her email and okay. phone number and everything else. So I'll connect yeah. you two. Uh, listen, now we're really ending the show. You're amazing, but we'll do this again, I promise. Thank you. Bye. All right, bye. <laughs> okay, everybody. So I wanted to be fair because I didn't know if she was going to get mad because we're stealing her idea and telling no. all of you, whoa, look at this. Best live show I've ever watched. Aww, Seriously. That's cute. Honey, I want to know what you're grateful for, thankful for this Thanksgiving. I am so grateful for that shift and the common ground that we found in our relationship that has really helped us both see mm -hmm. that we are exact mirrors for each other and that all the things that you're showing me all the, like we're, we're in this very strange thing where the things that we need to work on or we get to work on, the other person's the perfect person to help us work on yeah. and vice versa. And then the strengths and how we complement each other is extraordinary. It's extraordinary to me because it, it last week you were packed up and you were leaving and now all of a sudden it's like, yeah. We're here and we're solid. I know. And now it's like, oh, so happens. God knew what he was doing when he sent the vision. Yeah. That's yeah. amazing. I'm so grateful I'm grateful for that. that too, that, that there was a miracle breakthrough. Yes, there was a miracle breakthrough. Mm -hmm. And our relationship's never been the same. Mm -hmm. And then I hope it stay I, it will stay this way. Oh, and the whole friend thing. That's really smart too. That was a nice little oh, shit. Yeah, we have this thing called friends right so basically if your partner says something that you just don't like and you want to be judgmental or be like oh my gosh you just say you know what i'm so glad we're just friends we're just great friends you know because you don't get frustrated with your friends but yes coco does love what you. is the thing that grandma has grandma coco has she says love your she family said, like friends. Your family like friends and your friends like family yeah, so I'm treating you like my friend. Yeah. And That's why I'm so attentive and nice. He's so nice. Yeah. The other day we were we were in downtown San Diego and I was um, going to take a picture for these girls that were at a bachelorette party. And I was like, honey, hold this. And he looked at me and I was like, we're great friends. And he's like, all right. And he took the bag and he just was like happy. There's been other examples. There's other examples. But we won't share them on the air. Coco needs to be. Coco, do you need to go potty? <laughs> Coco loves her Coco daddy. needs to pee. Coco they, does love me. They're cute. We're, we're, uh, Josh wants another dog. Yes. <laughs> I, um, I'm having bulldog he baby looks, fever. He looks at bulldogs online a lot. So, you know, <laughs> a lot of guys sneak around to watch porn. I sneak around to watch puppy dog videos on YouTube. <laughs> I'm like I'm, I'm trying to decide between a uh, an English bulldog and a French bulldog. Yeah. And here's the thing: I miss Zoe bad. I miss my English bulldog, and I did the right thing by allowing her to go. Anyway, um, that's that sucks. But so I don't know if I can ever have another Zoe. So I don't want to compare 
I don't want to compare the new English Bulldog to Zoe. Yeah, I, I don't I want to do that. Then just get a French Bulldog. You want a French Bulldog. You're like really trying to convince every day of which one you're I know, but then the problem, puppy porn indeed, <laughs> then the problem becomes how, how, what color do I pick? Because they come in so many cute colors. Well, there's I can gray, help you decide there's that. black, okay. there's tan, there's white. Coco, what do you think? She's all of those colors. Yeah, I don't know. I, know now what? the show is just getting the ridiculous. The thing is, is that I believe that it's so much nicer to have two dogs because when we leave in the day, like Coco's with another dog, you know? So I'm all about it, you know? Um, the Frenchies are really cute. They're so cute. I hope you train it and... Someone messaged me <laughs> on Facebook that was a puppy trainer. Really? Yes. I think he trains pit bulls, though. I don't know if he trains French bulldogs. <laughs> but I, I forgot he watches the show. Would he train you? <laughs> I'm not trainable. Me too. You can see the love between them. Yes, yes. Thank oh. you, Catherine. I do love the dog. <laughs> He's I, gotten better. Like I like. I don't even mind taking her out the now. The first day or two, he was just all about it. Like. Because oh, I was trying me, to get in her pants. Let me That's take why. the dog to the bathroom. Oh, I'll do it, of course, you know. And then now, like, then he stopped. And, you know, now I said, I'd really like it if you would help me by taking the dog out once a day. Because then I'll take her out two other times. And so he agreed to it. So he's got the, the evening shift. Yes. And I'm really happy about that. So... Anyway, the dog. That's what I'm thankful for this Thanksgiving. One less time I have to take the dog to the bathroom each day. That's a huge quality of life thing. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay, <laughs> now the show's getting ridiculous, so we're going to end it. Um, <laughs> we love you guys. Thank Coco's you for the support. Yes. And um, as you notice, the the show type the show has changed. It's just gratitude unfiltered now because <laughs> sometimes she's going to be on the show, sometimes she's not. Yeah. She's trying to work her way back full time, but I don't know yet. I don't know. Like, I'm going to start my own show she's Friday, being, but I'm scared a little bit. She's being very, um, she's being a wimp about starting her own show. So, you guys give her encouragement, yes. please, and tell Jennifer that she needs her own show. Yeah, really. Okay, we're leaving. We love you guys. Well, Happy Thanksgiving. Rosie will tell me. <laughs> yeah, she's going to cut. Rocio, Rocio, God bless you. Love you. Uh, see, look, share the responsibility. All right, you guys. Yeah. Happy freaking uh, Thanksgiving, even though I think it's ridiculous we celebrate this holiday <laughs> because basically some freaking people came over and stole land from Native Americans, <laughs> tortured them, oh, killed God. them, and that's why now there's casinos everywhere, which is not doing anything to help. Oh, stop. Anyway, that's a whole other freaking rant. Oh, oh prayer. God. Oh, we'll pray before the thing dies. Please. Hey, thank you for cutting Thank you off. for reminding <laughs> We shouldn't celebrate this holiday. That, it's that ridiculous. Is just getting anyway, I'm, so I'm going to pray. I'm, so I'm going to pray. The computer's going to die. All right. Okay. We love you guys. So, mm -hmm. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this day. Thank you for a great show. Thank you for mm -hmm. Rocio, mm -hmm. uh, for all that she's doing in the world mm -hmm. and just her thank story you, and the fact that she didn't give up mm -hmm. and she kept going because now... She's going to inspire. She's inspired thousands. Uh, I know she's going to inspire millions all over the world. Mm -hmm. uh, so I want to thank you for her and what she taught us all tonight. Uh, also, if anyone out there is just struggling financially, struggling because it's a holidays with depression, Lord, I just ask that you comfort them mm -hmm. and you show them um, that there is that there is hope and there is a, a way out and there's a way 
to overcome this and use whatever negative experience that they're feeling right now, use it for good and to bring joy to their lives. But again, watch everyone's health uh, over the holidays, mm -hmm. keep everyone safe, keep everyone in good spirits and help them know that there is so much to be grateful for regardless of what their current situation is. In mm -hmm. Jesus' name, amen. amen. All right. Love you guys. Good, Good night. night.